Back with another episode of I Don't Make the Rules. Oh my God, Phil. Phil, how long has it been? Tell the people how long it's been. June 5th it was our last episode, so do the math. <laughs> was today July 27th? Yes. We going, we going on two months without recording an episode. A lot been going on, though. People got to be sick. I'd be blowed, not going to lie. I'd be blowed. No bully. But if people saw what our work schedule would look like, they'd be like, damn, how do y'all even have time? <laughs> they don't understand. And it, it, it sucks because no. it, it, it overlaps. That's the problem. It really overlaps. Exactly. Like, when I'm, when I'm free, this man's working. And vice versa. Fact, though. I've been, working, I've been working seven days a week since I got back from Cancun. Seven days. Sheesh. Seven days a week. And I had to move out of my crib. Hey. There's a lot going on, bro. Hey. A lot going on. Hey. So that that's why y'all don't get y'all episode. Exactly. But you know, that being said, I get it. I'm a, I'm gonna be the dickhead of the day. Because I don't know. We just gotta be better. We promised like 36 episodes this year. That's what I was shooting for. We're not touching that. If we can get 10. <laughs> we're trying our we're trying the hardest. If we can get to 10 ap- episodes, I'll be so happy. <laughs> Stop. So for this this new episode, we're probably gonna let's no, we'll drop tomorrow morning. So this July 28th episode, I'm your dickhead of the day, me and Phil. Type for shit. not being consistent, but we're gonna bring it back. Phil, you got a dickhead of the day? I do have a dick out of the day. But before I get into that, this episode is brought to you by the city of Moscow and mules everywhere. Um, oh, my God. Just keeping, this guy. keeping me sane. I, I have to, I have to, hey, I have to plug my sponsor. I mean. I feel it. I feel it. You, you know, drinking them right now or no? I, I just had one before uh, we started. Um, you know, I, I got I to gotta start going in home because it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start hurting the pockets. So, you know, we make them. We homebrew now. I feel it. I feel it. I'm uh, I'm eating a hot pocket with some vanilla bean ice cream on the side and a blue moon. I, I know that lactose. <laughs> that lactose intolerance is gonna go crazy. Look, <laughs> take a picture. I'm not bullshitting. This guy is stupid. This is my pregame meal. Oh my god. Nothing. Nothing crazy. With a little brewski on the side. It's ham and cheddar. Oh my god! Oh my Filming? god! Hey, I, I guess I hope it's worth it. We'll see how to how the tummy feeling later. Hmm. Go ahead anyway. with your dickhead of the day. Oh yeah, facts. My real dickhead of the day. You know, men's team USA basketball. They looking like some fraudulence right now. Um, they as of today they lost to France. I think eighty one seventy seven. Um, they, and then before the Olympics even started, I think they lost to, they lost to Australia and Nigeria before that, who, I mean, like, they're not, they're not doo-doo, but like, you got to add that they were winning by like 12 or three minutes left in the France game. This is also facts. They were, they had a, a comfortable, somewhat comfortable lead in the France game. Um, I think KD sat with his fourth foul and I think that's when it, uh, went downhill. Um, They're bullshitting right now, dog. They they really are. It's they are bullshitting. It's a shit show. What what are your anyway. thoughts? What are your thought, thoughts on them, real quick? I mean, so I feel like you got to give credit to the other countries. Um, a lot of people have realized that the talent gap is the other countries are catching up with us. So, you know, 
we can't just go out there and put out a bullshit squad and just go through the motions and expect to win by 40 every night. Like the Redeem team was doing, the Dream team was doing. Um, other talent catch, caught up. That being said, we're, we're still the best country in the world to do this shit, and it's not close. It's not close. Um, it, it really shouldn't be. It seems like there's a lot of factors going into this. It seems like there's been reports about, you know, people don't like Greg's system. with the, He's running the Spurs offense or something. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of players are playing, trying to get contact, trying to play with fouls and shit like that. Um, obviously, the, the three seconds in the paint, that, that's a huge factor. So, like, specifically talking about the France game, it's like when you're playing a guy like Rudy Gobert, you know, they can shrink the floor. When you look at the last three minutes of that game, you, even that clip that we were talking about earlier in the week, they're missing, you know, USA team is missing, like, threes, wide-open threes, one after the other. So, when you're playing that type of basketball, when you're not getting the whistle, paint's clogged up, you got to make shots, and you're not making shots, anyone can be anyone. Whereas these guys are, you know, if Dame or Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, if they're having an off night shooting the ball, you know, you put your head cup. down, get to the cup, you're going to get a foul call or, you know, drive and kick. But it's – so all in all, I think they're going to make the adjustment. I think they're going to they're gonna uh, eventually win gold. But it's not, it's not as like walk in the park as it has been in prior Olympics. It's not free. Definitely not free. Do you think someone else should have gotten a call that didn't get a call? Thousand percent. Who? There's no. There's no reason. There's no reason Trey Young should be sitting at home. That's. And I was Keldon, about that. And Keldon and Keldon Johnson is is on Team USA. There's no way in hell. Trey should have gotten that. A call. That, that that can't happen. Yeah. Mm. But. I know. I guess we gotta talk about soccer now because Chris blowing me up about he want to hear about Messi and all this bullshit. So I guess I gotta talk about Messi. You can go. You can. You can. Let's get little, out. Little little Argentina man won. He won Copa or whatever. You know, nothing crazy. Won his first little international title. Good for him. Whatever. That's all I'm gonna say on that. That's his shout out. I'm a. I'm gonna say this. I watched probably no, nah, that's a lie. I, I, I watched more Euro, but I watched a lot of Copa mm. and I really needed a Brazil win because I was gonna say some words. Um because mm. because it's a it's really unfortunate that this was probably the best soccer that Neymar has played in a long time, but it was it was obviously overshadowed by the soccer that Messi was playing right now. And I have to give him his credit. Like he, he, he looks like the best player in the world right now. And I, he, he won his little trophy, even though he did not do shit in the final. I'm not like, let's not get twisted. He did not play well in the final. Like the Di Maria goal was off a mistake from, from Renan Lodi, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. And, and, um, and DePaul played really well, but he, but overall like Messi absolutely hooped that tournament. So I'll leave it at that. So we gotta I try to put my bias aside when we come on here. Yeah. So you know we gotta talk about Ronaldo. Yeah, let's talk. Um to be honest, I wasn't impressed with his with his Euro performance. Um but I wasn't surprised either because we were talking about this all before the tournament started. I was telling y'all this Portugal team is not that good. Um what they did in 2016, they were carried by Ronaldo. And the last three, four seasons, Ronaldo has not been that guy that can carry like he did in 2016. So, yeah, they got bigger names, but those guys are not <laughs> – those guys are not what Ronaldo is. Bruno. <laughs> like, Bruno was terrible. Bruno, Bruno probably the second best player on the team or second biggest name on the team at least. And he's getting benched in an elimination game. Like, that shit can't happen. Ronaldo Sanchez was, was really the second best player on that team. He was, like, the only one outside of Ronaldo making shit shake. But I'm telling – like, I was telling y'all, this Portugal team, like, Ronaldo's my favorite, my, favorite, my favorite soccer player. Wanted them to win, but 
they were just not it. You look at England, how they play as a team. You look at Italy, how they play as a team. Um, you know, obviously France underperformed, but all Belgium their other times. games that they – Belgium at times, how they play as a team. Like, they have guys, you know, is it going to be KDB? Is it going to be Mertens, even though Mertens had a shit tournament? Is it going to be Hazard? One of the Hazard brothers. Like, they have other options, whereas Portugal for years in international play has just been – you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be competent surrounding players, and Ronaldo's gonna take us to the promised land. He he can't. He's not that player no more. He's been showing that at at in Italy for a couple of seasons now. Yeah. So, I I'm a, I, I want I want to talk about Ronaldo and just how this ties in, and then I guess we can kind of segue into Euro real quick. I think. I was I was disappointed by Portugal because I thought like what was it I think 2019 they had that new made up tournament at like the international champions I don't know but it was the thing where I, I think it was like 2019 Bernardo Silva was looking really good they were basically saying he was the best player on Portugal I thought I I honestly could hear it he was looking really good Bruno was doing his thing at uh, in Manchester I knew what I already knew about Renato so I knew that was coming. And then mm-hmm. I thought Jao was going to – I mean, Jao wasn't really – Jao was kind of hurt, I think. So I thought Jao was going to have a breakthrough. I thought all the other guys – because, like, we knew the Ronaldo decline has been on full display, for, like you said, for the past four years. But I thought this time it would actually for once be, like, the rest of the squad mm-hmm. stepping up, and it just – it did not happen. That being said, Ronaldo, he not top two anymore. I'm going to keep it a second. He not. Like, he really not. Can I give you my top five? Give me, give me. Are we talking about just strikers or or footballers? Oh, like whatever. I'm gonna go footballers, but it's pretty much just gonna be attackers because I'm not really good at ranking defenders. Go ahead. I'm gonna go Messi one. I'm gonna go. This one can flip flop. I'm going KDB or Neymar two or three. Mm. Mbappe four, Ronaldo five. You said he's not top five, though. How is he five? I said, oh, I said he's not top two. Oh, you you just said top two. Honestly? And I'm being generous with Ronaldo at five. You are? You're you're really being being generous. I'm being generous with Ronaldo at five. You're being generous. We can go Lukaku. We can really go Kane. We can go Conte. I could like, go. I could hear. I could hear it for Kane and Robert, low key. And you and you know, I really don't fuck with Harry Kane. But Harry Kane didn't. Harry Kane was hooping this year for Spurs. I'd probably go. I'd probably go, just Messi, Messi and Bobby, my my top two. Um, but yeah, like Ronaldo is not, bro. He's just not elite anymore. This is what it is. Like, <laughs> bro, really a penalty merchant now. I'm sick. Like, like, actually, it's sad. Like, it's sad. Like being a, being a United fan and being a Ronaldo fan, going into the Euros, everybody, oh, Portugal got a top team. Oh, Portugal got that. Portugal coming back, you know, defending champs. Going FIBA World Cup, they're ranked like third. I'm like, what the? Who the fuck is ranking these teams? Your two best players hunt penalty. That's all they do. That's all they do. The pen merchants score. <laughs> bro, Ronaldo was like, did Ronaldo win the golden? He didn't win the golden boot, did he? He did. He, did. he, he had he five won, bro. and three three pens and three pens a tap in. Um, bro, his his goals were bullshit. <laughs> like, look feel- at his goals. Look at his goals in 2016 and then look how he won this shit. I'm like, bro, what? I feel bad because someone I'm, else I'm, had I'm, five. Someone else had five, and but they gave it to Ronaldo because he had more assists. I felt terrible because the uh, I think it was um, I think it was bro who hit the the goal from half field. Um, I would have been sick because bro hooped. Um, I forgot his name. Shick. I think it was Shick, who who also had five. Oh no, bro! I remember looking at that shit. I'm like, bro, I watched every Portugal game. Ain't no way he deserved this shit. Ain't no way. Hey, let's talk Euro real fast, real fast. Euro? Yeah, as a whole. Euro what? Euro, like as a whole. Oh, the whole tournament. Yeah. I mean, I wanted I wanted Belgium to win too. They they underperformed. Can you just say in front of all these people that I called it? Yeah, I no. guess you you had Italy taking it. I guess. 
they they called me they called me a madman. They called no, me- y'all called me a. I did call you a mad. I did call you a mad. I did call you a madman. I did. I did. I did for Portugal. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't holding on to, to you know who's gonna win the tournament. It was really up in the air. I thought either England or Belgium was gonna take it. But I promised y'all Portugal was not winning that shit, and y'all really called me fucking crazy. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Portugal that. was mid the whole tournament. They were the below Hungary mid. game. That was Hungary it. That was their game. only win. That was their only win. And I'm like, are y'all seeing this? That was the and y'all like, oh, oh no, nah, they came back. They went. They should have lost that game. Anyway. Listen, I'll give you that. Just give me Italy. You got it. We called that. My boy Fetty Chiesa. All my it's crazy. All my dogs hooped this tournament with and except Oyar Zabal. He was like, he was meh. But all my dogs hoop. Chiesa hoop. Jack mm-hmm. uh Jack Grealish hoop. Renato hooped, and then Oyarzabal was kind of meh. But, and then England, I said squad selection was going to kill them. And squad selection killed them in the final because they didn't need to go that defensive after after scoring that first goal. They should have really kept their foot on the gap. They could have, by the way, England should have, not. I don't want to say should have, very could have beaten Italy. And um, England had a squad. I was low key impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I was impressed with Charles. He he was taking a lot of shit all tournament. Yeah, the lineups he was putting out there were working. They were. They working. went. Where'd they go? They went to the final without giving up a goal. Like they they did, but this was. I felt I. I felt like they had some momentum, and this was the time they could have just eased off the ultra defensive. And maybe just throwing a weapon in there, just just because they could have made it two or three. I mean, uh, he, he tried though. In, in his defense, he tried. Grealish came on. Grealish came on, and when he came on, he didn't really do much except for yeah. except for the game. Who were they playing? I forget who they playing, but I know where he was because I was texting and I was like, "Yo, Grealish just assisted." Yeah. After that, he came on, didn't do much. Uh, he tried after Sancho. Was was supposed to sign with with got got announced he was signing with United. Sancho came on, started the next game. He had like a like a yeah. four match rating. Like yeah. he was terrible. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but they were winning games, so it's like people are getting mad at like, oh, this guy's not starting. This guy's not getting no PT, but they're like they're winning. I was just I was just shocked that because I mean, what Foden started the tournament, but between Foden, Sancho, Marcus, um. Oh yeah, Marcus didn't touch the field. Marcus didn't touch the damn field. I'm. It was funny that Sterling was the best. That was. That honestly was the funniest thing. But I'm just. I feel like with that one zero, I I would have tried to put my foot on the gas and try to run it up. That that's what I would have done. Yeah. I don't know, but shout. Honestly though, I know Gareth is gonna did catch a lot of criticism. All in all, he he to me he was the manager of the tournament because. With that type of squad, like it's it's hard to manage that much talent. With that much talent, uh, l- lesser men would have would have fumbled, and you know they could have. Soccer's soccer's arguably like the hardest sport to manage a lot of talent because you know you can only play so many guys. Like exactly. it's not like you get it's not like subs. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like basketball where you can have three guards on the floor at one time, like. You can only have so many strikers, so many attacking players on the on the what you call it. Like Yeah. Anyway, I guess we gotta talk about Chris Paul's bitch ass now. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm so happy he didn't win. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> Dude, it's really because of Steph. It oh it's a thousand percent because of Steph. Um honestly. That aside, though, I was, I was, I honestly had, I was literally holding my breath this entire playoffs because I couldn't see a Nets, Nets in the finals, and I couldn't see Hawks in the finals. Because Why can't I, you see Hawks in the finals? I mean, Nets in the finals. Nets? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a Knicks fan. Um, yeah, so that's why. Um, and you can't uh, see Trey, you can't see Trey in the final because he... Because I'm a Knicks fan. I hear it. Because I hear it. And I would have had to exile America if either of those teams 
if if the Hawks won a championship, I I couldn't step foot in, in Atlanta for probably for a, no, I'd, I'd probably for myself. a year. If I was if I was in Atlanta and, and an Atlanta team won a won a, uh, I remember being I remember being in chat when when uh, the Falcons were good. Like, <laughs> bro, that shit was so annoying. Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia as a whole, Georgia as a whole, they only got one sports team for everything. Everything Atlanta, like it's either UGA, the Falcons, the Braves, or or you know the Hawks. So it's like if one team in Atlanta is good, the whole Georgia gonna gonna be here about like shut the fuck up, shut up. We don't care. You know how that shit goes. Atlanta deserves poverty teams because when their teams get good, they don't know how to act, bro. I'm a, I'm a always troll, troll Atlanta sports. They they deserve 27-3. What was it? 11 in the first inning? Nine in the first inning? Bro, what? The Cardinals? The Come Cardinals on. postseason game? That shit was funny as fuck. As it was fun. a closeout elimination game. People not even got to the stadium. They, no, yet. They gave literally, literally, runs. they weren't even at. They literally weren't even at the stadium. Like I was seeing I'm, I'm on get, social I'm, media. Yeah, I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm seeing tweets. People like, damn, what's the score? I'm not even in my seat yet. It's eleven to nothing. First, <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. Oh, I'll never. Fuck <laughs> 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 <Okay>, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk this final series. I mean, I feel like the better team won. Yeah, I agree. The better team won. I really feel like Monty got out coach. No one wants to talk about that because, you know, all those viral clips and shit. Oh, look, he's a good leader. It's excellent, bro. And I've been critical of Bud really, like, all, all like, playoffs and even last year because Bud wasn't making no adjustments. He kept doing the same shit. But you look at – this year, compared to last year, literally game one of the playoffs, the biggest adjustment Bud made was evident game one against the Heat. Chris Middleton knocks down the game winner. Like last year in the playoffs, Giannis is taking your, your clutch shots in the half-court sets. Can't happen. Chris Middleton was the bucket getter from day one of the playoffs this year. Started against the series with the Heat with a game winner. Like – Carried them all, basically all through the series in crunch time. Giannis was hooping. Giannis deserved finals MVP. But, like, need a bucket getter, need a big shot. Chris Milton was that guy. So, I feel like that was the biggest thing for Bud to understand. And then when when Brooke Lopez started get, to get exposed, they went Giannis at the five, and the Suns were in shambles. They didn't know what to do. Facts. So, I mean – yeah, Monty. Monty fell in love with the. They were the Suns are really a pick and roll team. They 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 thrive on guard play, so it's like. You know, you 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 do your little drop coverage, pick and roll shit, whatever, that was working, and then, Bud decides, okay, well, we're gonna go Giannis at the five and switch everything. Basically, the Suns have to rely on DeAndre Ayton switches in the middle. And if DeAndre Ayton is not taking advantage of the middle, what is Chris Paul going to do when you're not playing drop coverage? Now he's got a man on him every time. So I feel like that was one of the biggest adjustments that was getting made. And Monty said, okay, just keep running it, keep running it, keep running it. Like, all right, bro, you're not going to shoot 60% from three every game. You're not going to shoot 50% from the field every game. Monty put the ball in Chris Paul's hands, and Chris Paul did what, you know, what Chris Paul does. So fuck him. I think um, I think one of the biggest things for the Bucks this year was replacing Eric Bledsoe with Drew Holiday, and and not just and not just not just that, but just putting better shooters around Giannis in general because the it was it was twofold the the Suns couldn't wall up anyway because of their personnel, but also Giannis had better kickout options. Um, this year like like Eric Bledsoe on some of the like in 2019 those some of those Eric Bledsoe cook uh, kick outs were dreadful like he, they would get they, they'd give it to him wide open it would just be like like that that would that cost them games so and honestly honestly 
I'd even go on to say this: Pat Connaughton was huge. He was yeah, like yeah, knocked yeah. down. Yeah. The PJ, the PJ edition gives you the PJ and Bobby edition. Bobby, Andrew, yes. yes. Bro, what? Those you're big playing pickups. A, you're playing. Pickups. You're playing a lineup. PJ Tucker was playing the five for Houston right now last year. Mm-hmm. You're, now you're playing a lineup where you have Drew Holiday, arguably best two way defender. Chris Middleton, a plus defender. Giannis, a defensive player of the year. PJ Tucker should have made defensive the all defensive teams the last four years. Definitely a plus defender. And then you and then you got a big and Bobby. So you're playing basically four bigs with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Or excuse me, three bigs, and you can just switch everything. Like how like how do you guard that? How do you guard that? This was this was a perfect team for Giannis, honestly. And then the 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 Drew edition, honestly, Drew was had some terrible shooting games. But when you have a you have a player that can get his own shot, regardless of that, he had games where he was shooting like four of nineteen, but was still hitting clutch shots because he can just you know put his head down, go get a bucket when he needs it. I, I'm sorry, Eric Bledsoe not doing that. Like Eric, what? Eric Bledsoe? As bad as Drew was, as bad as Drew was, people forgot how terrible Eric Bledsoe was. Like, he terrible. was he was he was damn near unplayable. Like he he was actually awful. People like to come for Giannis. They're like, oh bro, last year especially. Oh, Giannis is the defensive player of the year. Why is he not guarding the best player? I I you know, I kind of fed fed into them narratives a little bit. When I you think too. about it. I did too. Your best player is going for 40 and 15 every night. 30 minimum in 15 rebounds, you know, five, six assists, whatever. And you want him to guard the other team's best player? All right, pump the brakes, fast forward next year. What did they do to the Heat? Embarrass them. Now you add Drew and you add PJ. Okay, now you got real dogs that can go defend. You can switch that shit up. You know, Giannis don't got to guard Devin Booker or whoever, Jimmy Butler, whoever the whole game. He can wait till the fourth quarter and have P.J. go run around, chase, have Drew run around chasing for, for three quarters. Like, you didn't have that last year. So between the coaching adjustments and the personnel adjustments, the Bucks were the better team, but the Suns got – the Suns just got outcoached. And they they were – they went up 2-0. Drew and Chris at, at the press conference laughing. Like, down 2-0, smiling and shit. Like – uh, Chris Paul is a bitch. <laughs> a bitch. Real deal. I, they said, they asked my man's Devin. He scored 82 points combined in the last two games. How did, how does this make you feel for Christopher? Bro, what? Bro, what? What, what, what the fuck? They were really treat, treating Chris Paul like a make-a-wish kid. Devin Booker is coming out back to... Devin Booker is coming up back to back forty point games, and he lost both of them. And you're asking how mad does this make you for Chris? Bro, I what? Out, I swear, I spit out my drink. I what? Swear. The Make a Wish kid, like, oh. Coach. This guy, Steve. <laughs> what? And then watch he going to watch he going to decline his option last year and and, and or ask somebody for for three years 40, 40 a year. Yep. Yeah, his, he will. His drunk ass. He will. He gonna. He swear will. to God, he will. He will. He will. And some dumbass team is gonna play Chris Paul to play till he's thirty nine, and they're gonna pay him forty million dollars a year. Market. It. It's gonna be like the Sixers or some dumb shit. I I, I see. I I pray I pray the Knicks don't do it. I pray the Knicks because the Knicks can afford it. But I pray I'm you. I pray. I, and, and you know I'm gonna be real. If I'm Philly, if I'm Philly's GM, I'll do it. I'm not even trolling right now. I'd do it because Chris Paul is an upgrade from Ben Simmons. You got Embiid. You got Embiid in MVP form right now. You don't know how long you're going to have that. I feel like I'll give Chris his credit. He he did elevate that Suns team a little bit. So if he can elevate that that Philly team, get Embiid playing even better than he is now, I'd jump on that if I'm Philly. But Chris Paul is still a bitch. The problem is – the Philly can't do it unless they would have to move Ben. No, they'd they have, have to move Ben. They would have to move Ben, and they still have hella money tied up into Tobias Harris. I don't think – I still think even if they move Ben, I don't know if they could take on a, another 40, another 40. They would be deep in that luxury tax. Like, it, it would you, be you – better, you, better, you better break the bank for it. They got to. You, uh, 
I mean, it would, and it would have, they have probably two years on the clock, maybe, really, really one, because he's not getting any younger. Facto. Facto. Anyway, Chris Paul's a bitch. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Let's see. What we got <laughs> next? Do we, uh, do we want to, do we want to talk draft free agency real quick? Draft free agency. What you want to happen to the Knicks? What do I want to happen to the Knicks? Mm-hmm. In my perfect world, if the if the Cavs are gonna throw away Colin Sexton for a bag of cookies, then yeah, I'll I'll take them. Um, if they if they don't do that, I would give Lon, if I would give I would give Lonzo a call, and I would I'll I'm hanging up the phone at twenty. <sighs> I'm hanging up the phone at twenty three million dollars a year because the Knicks the Knicks need a point guard. Um, and then option, option three is the next draft Sharif Cooper that, that that's after that. And then if the Knicks could also make a, a, a play for Norman Powell, that's all, that's all I want. I don't want, I don't want any big, I'm like the Dame. That's all. That's bullshit. I like it, It's cool. It's, but no, the Dame Kawhi shit. I'm not really, you know, whatever, but realistic, if the Knicks could, if the Knicks end up with, Colin Sexton and Norman Powell. Give me a starting five of Colin Sexton, RJ, Norman Powell, Julius, and Mitch. Probably, probably good for a a a, a real six seed in the East, and then mm-hmm. they'll do what they do from there. Like last year, I'm not like the four seed, like like no, but like that's probably a six seed in the East, and I can live with that. That's real progress. So, that's, gotcha. That's gotcha. what I want. So, all right, I'll start with the Nets. Um, the Nets, obviously, bring back Bruce, bring back Blake. Um, I want to see them make a push for Miles Turner. He's um, available. He's ha- a, he, he, can, he can get got for, for not too much. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to make a push for Miles Turner. You know, do what you got to do there. And then re-sign Spencer. Um, I know he's asking for... He wants for 25. Bread. He wants bread. Yeah, he wants he wants 25. Give him 25 with a year and a player option. You know, you got two years basically, basically to win the chip. Your best guys are getting older. I feel like it's now or never. So go either if not, if not Miles Turner, then a Nerlens Noel. Go get you a rim protector. Lock in Spencer Dinwiddie. Run it back next year. Um for the Knicks. If they don't get um, if they don't get no for excuse me, if the Nets don't resign Spencer, I wouldn't mind bringing him in for like three four years. Um, oh, yeah. Off of injury. I know you. Off the of injury, I know you don't like it. I wouldn't I, mind it. I couldn't do it off the injury. It. No, I can't. Who's available? I'll, Who's available? I don't like this class of point guards, which sucks. I really don't like this class. It's him. For, it's between him, for, Schroeder, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul. A, a sleeper, a sleeper in that in that list, Goran Dragic. Dragic, I really, yeah. I, I really want him on the Knicks. Um, he can play. He can play. I'd I'd want him. I'd want him if uh, Sexton was available. Him and Sexton, a little duo. But if not, then uh, yeah, bro. Think about Lonzo. What you think about Lonzo? I don't like Lonzo. You don't like, like if you tell me I like Lonzo as a guy, as a player, he's cool. <laughs> but if I'm if I'm the GM and I'm building and you tell me, okay, our our starting point guard for the future that we need to win with is Lonzo, I don't I just don't love that. I don't. I I need I, my 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 if, if I'm building a team, I feel like my point guard in some sense has to be able to head down and get a bucket. And I know it was cool to, you know, that's make fun though. of Schroeder, make make that's fun of make though. fun of. Sh- I know, so it was cool to like make fun of Schroeder, you know, talk all this shit about him, whatever. But he, like, he's that guy. Goran, in a sense, is that guy. Spencer is that guy. Lonzo is not that guy. <laughs> You're not that guy, pal. They're not that guy. You're not that guy. So, and and we saw it. We saw it in the Knicks playoff series. What was our what was our biggest like? What the fuck is like? Okay, ISO, 
our bucket getter is shit right now. He can't get a bucket. We need another so one from the guard position. You need, you need another one from the guard position. Like, it looks terrible. Like, I know it was working all season, but, like, eyeball test. It looks terrible watching Julius Randle brick mid-range after mid-range after mid-range after mid-range fading away. Like, it's not cool to see. So, I mean, I'd want to see us get one of these guards that can go get a bucket that's not named Lonzo Ball. And you know how I feel about Scotty. I'm trying to have Scotty come to the Knicks. Do your job. <laughs> well, I'm trying, bro. Scotty Barnes to the Fucking trying. T- tell brother to, to not take any more interviews. <laughs> nah. I was with him. I was with him a little bit this weekend. Yeah, yeah, they. He's going, he's going top 10. Fact, facto. Yeah. I mean, the other, other, oh shit. The the other thing I would want to, the main, the Knicks have to stay young. And this is why I want to stay away from Schroeder. And for God's sake, please stay away from Kyle Lowry. I, Mm. The Knicks have to stay young because mm. this isn't our championship window. Like, don't get it confused. This was not, we are not a 4C team. We're not about, we're on the cusp of anything. This was a team that is starting to build something. Like, maintain your. Well, here's my thing all that changes if we get a big name. I know that's a huge hit, mm-hmm. but if you look at, and we talked about, okay, what makes a championship team? Two and a half stars. Yeah. All right. If Julius is that half star mm-hmm. and we can get another star or another half star, it might, that might attract, you know, somebody else. And we got all the money in the world. We got all the, the assets in the world. You got RJ coming up. Like, I want so more assets. I want more assets. I, before get, we- I get, I get the, the, the draft. I get the whole build through the draft thing. But end of the day, everyone's not the Warriors. Not even. You know, I'm not even saying everyone's, that. Everyone's I'm not, not that, though. Everyone's not Toronto. So, in a sense, I, I get you want more assets, but, like, okay, you have to realize we have a very valuable asset right now that we mm-hmm. haven't had since Melo. Mm-hmm. And what we do, what we do, and I know it didn't work in hindsight, but what we do when we had Melo? Obviously, it didn't yeah. work, like I said. But we went and got pieces around him. Like, you yeah. can't say we didn't get pieces around him. We got pieces around him, gave it our best shot. We failed, but, you know. We now, put a little something. We put a little exactly. something Exactly. We, we, like, we put a squad together. Oh, and and that, that was something that wasn't built through the draft. Like, maybe a couple of pieces here and there, like, jump and shit like that. It, it was a bunch of old guys. Exactly. You know, you put a little Tyson Chandler together. You put some. Okay, let me go get J.R. Smith. Let me let me go get you know Jeff Shump. Now you got Melo. Then you draft. Yeah. Then you draft KP. Okay. Uh oh. Look at the Knicks. You know they got a little kid coming up and they have a star. So shit like that. Where I feel like you know people. I feel like people nowadays uh, the, the the Thunder are falling in love with. The Warriors, the Warriors style, go through the draft, draft good quality players, and then we, you know, we're gonna win. No, nah, that's, that, that's that, that sounds uh, nice, but how you you can't predict that a player is gonna be good. So if you have the money and the assets to go get good quality proven players, why not do it? Even if it's just one or two. Here's 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 my thinking. The Knicks have the Knicks do have the Knicks have had have the most assets they that they've probably had in let's just say north or south of a decade. So that being said, it's still not enough. So let's let's look at the price tag for Dame. I'm just using Dame because he's a top 10 guy. Um the price tag for Dame is our young core and our draft picks. So quickly, RJ, OB, throw them, throw them all in there and all our picks. And so, and and people that aren't Knicks fans would still say that's not enough. Um, so you yeah. throw, 
So you throw it, you throw the farm for Dame. Let's just say it works. Throw the farm for Dame. Cool. So it's okay. Ju- Julius Dame, nothing, and then nothing else. That's sign sign it in with him. Sign it in with him. You sign it, you sign it in with at 25, whatever it is he wants. You threw the farm for Dame. You got Julius under contract. Now, okay, you look up and you see free agency hits. Kawhi is out. Uh, uh, Kawhi, it would have to, it would have to be Kawhi for it to, for me to, and, and I said, Kawhi. that's just say Kawhi for sake of argument. That was, that was, no, and that was the scenario no. I gave you. That was the scenario I, I said okay. a, a few weeks so, ago. Okay. So, so you threw the, you threw the farm for Dane, you signed the Dinwiddie or you signed Lowry or all these people that you're saying you don't want, but now you got proven guy look like, okay a superstar away from a title. So I I understand that the team right now is not ready. Yes, I agree. But I feel like just sitting around waiting for, for draft and collect assets, draft and collect assets. You can have all, all the assets in the world. At the end of the day, if people don't want to come to the Knicks, they're not going to come to the Knicks. And how do you attract, how do you attract the Knicks, the Knicks to people? This is product. not, this is, this is not the generation where it's like, oh, it's the Mecca. I want to play an MSG. No, KD no. has proven that. LeBron has proven that. It needs to be a better. You gotta, player. you gotta have people. This is, bro. This is a league where, if 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 Bob and Dylan are are the two best players in the league, and Bob and Dylan, you know, want to team up, and their their only option to go team up is in Minnesota, then they're gonna go to Minnesota. It's not the league where it's not the same league where it's it's New York and LA like. Yeah. Donovan just Donovan just re Donovan Mitchell just resigned to fucking Utah. Jordan Clarkson resigned to Utah. Rudy Gobert resigned to Utah. Preposterous. Preposterous. Like I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's gonna do it at this point in, the, in his career. But let's say take cities away. Let's take take names away. Look at Utah's roster and look at the Knicks roster. Who's more valuable for a free agent to go to? Add a superstar on Utah's team, course, they're walking to the finals. They're walking to the finals. Of course. Of course. It's and add a superstar on Denver's team. They're walking to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. But here, here here's here's let's let let's look at let's look at the Nets, right? So yeah. the, the Nets the Nets gave up the farm for Harden, right? Yeah. I and at the time, like I, I thought it was a bad idea. It honestly, it was it was probably the best thing that could happen to them. Um, even even then, giving up the fu- like, there still needs to be something. Like I'm just I'm worried. Right, but, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Since we're talking about the Nets, mm-hmm. why did James Harden go to the Nets? No, no, no. Backtrack. Backtrack. Who went to the Nets first? Kyrie. Cut. Uh, both, I, I think, I think Kyrie, but then Acadia, like literally a few okay. hours later. Why, why, why did, why did Kevin go to the next thing? Kyrie was first. Well, they they knew that they were going together. They knew there was a package. Okay, okay. so let's say that the stars attracted each other. They wanted to be together. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to or or backtrack to no, fast forward to the start of this season. Mm-hmm. Houston doesn't like Houston doesn't like where he's at. Excuse me, James Harden doesn't like where he's at. Mm-hmm. He goes to the front office, trade me. They don't listen. He says, trade me, get me to the Nets. What makes you what do you think is the reason he said get me to the Nets? Well, he because I mean he knows he knows that there's one reason. There's one reason. There's one reason. What attracted him to the Nets? Talent. It, exactly. Talent. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. Oh, the Nets have assets. It wasn't. Oh, Brooklyn's a nice city. It wasn't. You know, they have up and coming players. They have a lot of draft picks. It was. They have KD. They have Kyrie. I want to go. Like if can't you can't convince me if KD and Kyrie weren't in Minnesota, and we're in the same situation, he wouldn't have had Minnesota on his list. Dallas, name any city, same shit. So it's like this guy. You gotta. This guy's in, in – in, like, these stars, these proven stars that are, are coveted by people are, let's say, 
29 to 32 range. Mm -hmm. Proven. MVP yeah. level. Yeah. You know, that type game. of shit. Yeah. They don't give a shit about they don't give a shit about Evan Mobley coming in next year. They don't give a shit about Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. Like, that shit don't mean nothing. Facts. That don't mean nothing. Like, like if you told if you told James Harden last year when 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 he's trying to get traded, um, let, let's say 2016 when the Cavs got the got the number one pick, mm -hmm. you you tell him, oh, you know, you're in a meeting trying to get him. Oh, we have the number one pick, and he's like, all right, oh yeah, the number one pick. I'm, I might want to go there, and then they they end up drafting Anthony Bennett. Like, what the fuck does that mean to him? Hmm. What does that mean to him? He hmm. drafted Anthony Bennett. These guys want to play with proven stars. This whole DeMar and Rosen thing. The only reason the Lakers are getting mentioned is because LeBron and AD are there. He wants to play with proven stars. So my like my issue is with the asset thing. Like the Knicks don't have proven stars to get other stars to come. Dame's not just gonna walk in New York because he sees Julius Randle and Obi Toppin. Of course, you gotta no, of course. get you gotta get him something that's gonna attract him. This man been playing with CJ. CJ his whole career. You gotta at least get a at least get a player that's on the same level as CJ. And I'm sorry, Julius is not. I'm sorry. I, here's what I'm, I'm saying sorry. though. No, no, no. Okay, but listen, listen. We're 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 saying the same thing. We just have different paths of getting it. My thing is, well, not paths, just timelines. Because we uh, the star, of course, but we have to trade. We have to. We're gonna have to. Like, I'm not like I, I'm not this romantic. Like, oh, we have to do it the Warriors and Spurs way. Like, fuck no. That like that doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Or my my thing is, there has to still, cause one move. Like, if we give up the farm once, like you can't give up the farm multiple times. Like, so when you give up the farm, there's probably still gonna be other trades and moves that have to be made. So. Once you give up the farm, like maybe say we give up the farm and keep RJ, or say we give up the farm and keep um, quickly. Mm -hmm. I, I just want there to be a couple, I want there to be some leftover once we make the Dame trade. Say it's or Dame for X, you know, top, top 15 player X. I want there to be some guys left. That, that's all I'm saying. But if the trade has to be Question. made, they're not, they're not walking to Question. New York. Yeah. Question. Question. All right. Last time we saw this with, let's say, last time it worked. Let's say the Lakers. Okay. When they gave up, when they gave up AD, what was left? Braun Kuzma. Kuzma. That's about it. Yeah, Kuzma. And 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 what they put around AD? They put KCP free agency. Mm -hmm. They yeah. put Caruso came up through the system G League. They put signed. Signed West Matthews wasn't on that team, but you know, signed West Matthews this year. So signed Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol wasn't on the team either. Signed Mark Gasol, signed Andre Drummond. I knew that this year didn't work because of because of uh you know injuries or whatever. I think that they would have probably been in the finals. But anyway, it's just like the Lakers gave up everything they had, knowing that they had Braun. They said, All right, we want Anthony Davis. We'll let our two superstars. You know, take us to the promised land and surround them by competent players. They mm -hmm. ended up winning a chip. It worked. So the Nets, I feel like if the Nets, you know, barring any crazy injuries that happen, hope they get better, they're basically the same thing. Give up, give up, you know, these players so we can get our superstars and then let the role guys do what the role guys do. Nobody didn't know who the fuck Bruce Brown was before this playoff. And this playoff, it's like Bruce Brown's in the starting lineup. Why is Bruce Brown taking the last shot? Why is Bruce Brown this? Nobody can tell you where Bruce Brown played the last two seasons. Nope. I can tell. I can tell you where, where he has because I, you know, I follow him. I know who he was. But literally, people were saying in the playoffs, who is Bruce Brown? Well, Bruce Brown has been there the whole year. There's a reason he's in the starting lineup. Like he's a good player. So I just don't like this thing about. I just don't like this shit about like. You know, trying to save too much. It's like when there's you have an option to get a proven star, you gotta empty the clip. You gotta let you gotta empty the clip. You gotta go get them. No, no, I, I agree that the clip has to be emptied. I'm just saying 
I just want to give it. I just, I just want to give it to. I just want to give Dame, it. Dame. Dame is a Dame is a caliber player. You enter the clip for. No, it, he is. He is. I'm just saying. I just want to wait a year because I don't know what like, the team is. Like, I don't like, know. Like, think team. about it. Think about it. Who Who is our our last in the last three years? Who is our best draft picks? RJ, Quick, and Obi. And Mitch, or no? I guess Mitch was undrafted. Some something. Yeah, okay. let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's Give, go with that. Let's let's go with let's go with that. Or add Mitch if you want to. Okay. All those three players combined, Dame is better than. Of course. So even if you have to give your last three best draft picks that you've already seen pan out, basically, you still take Dame. Like. So Dame, so basically, like, so, Dame, so, Dame, so you're so you're off, all right off a hunch off a hunch right now off a hunch right now, Dame is in the top 50, 60 all time, yeah. like talent-wise. Yeah. If you – all right, so if you have a chance to get a top 50, 60 player all time in NBA history, I don't give a fuck about draft picks. I don't I, care about that. No, no, fuck a draft pick. My thing is – Like, this so, is a – like, this is a no, one, no, 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 one no, time top talent. So, so – no, of course. So what I'm saying, so you you would say trade farm, get Dame, free agents, get get some guys like get free agent role players. Yeah, um, yeah. I would I would have to I would have to be very confident that star number two is on the way. Kind of all damn near like a Clippers situation. I hear what you're saying. Damn near like a Clippers. I get it. That's if if I have that, and this is what I've said all along. If Kawhi is on the way, give up everybody, give up RJ, give up all of them. Um, that that so I, I think we're kind of on the same page. I just don't think it's gonna happen yet. I think that I think the timeline for that is next summer when probably RJ improves, quickly improves, and we yeah, and we might, and the price might kind of I don't know change. So, anyways, anyways. man, I missed this shit. Me I too. fucking missed it. Me too. What do we say? Same time next week? <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Another episode. If I don't make the rules, go get that. Drop an ASAP tomorrow. Philly, catch you on the flip side. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.